Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And are we putting an episode out in back-to-back weeks? I think that's the first time that's happened in a while. Look at us, Trey. Yeah, I mean, we barely got our, our crap together this week to get an episode recorded, but we did. And so uh, pretty exciting and uh, a couple fun topics. And uh, one, I guess we'll tease this week because we got a lot on the docket. Uh, we'll tease it for next week because we kind of have to introduce it when we talk about one thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is, but we'll get to that later on. I it's think something I we've talked about privately. Yeah, yeah we've got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, next week on the podcast but this week we have a lot of stuff to talk about as well like Trey said took us a little bit of rescheduling and shuffling things around to get the episode out that's why you're listening to it on Friday instead of the usual Wednesday when we put out our episodes but it's out you're listening to it we've got a lot of good baseball talk coming up in the next half hour or so a lot of stuff going on around Major League Baseball and I guess let's just start with the biggest story of the week really the the Oakland A's could have to relocate if they don't get a new stadium in Oakland. Of course, they've been trying to get a new stadium in Oakland for a long time now. They've had this proposal at the Howard Terminal site, and it looks like a really nice proposal, a huge mixed-use development. It would be a great stadium for the A's, and they're trying to get the city to approve it. They've asked the city council to have a vote on this proposal before their July recess, and Major League Baseball issued a memo to the A's this week that said, if the city doesn't approve this new stadium, the A's should start looking at other cities and try to relocate. That's how bad this situation has gotten, that Major League Baseball is now stepping in and telling the A's, hey, if you don't get a new stadium where you're at, you got to go because you can't stay in this stadium. You, you need a modern baseball stadium. And if you're not getting one in Oakland, go somewhere else. That's how bad it's gotten. And I really feel for the people of Oakland, for the fans, and for the team. I'm sure they don't want to have to pack everything up and leave, but... Uh, and now it's just a waiting game. We'll have to see what the city council does if they end up approving this ballpark. But it's really a rough situation. And Oakland was just in this scenario exactly with the exact same stadium when it dealt with the then Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders. And we'll get to locations in a second, but that teases it, teases it a little bit. And it doesn't surprise me. And if you, you look at this, you want to break it down. Major League Baseball is going to expand soon. And so you look at the towns, Portland, Charlotte, Nashville, Montreal, all make the list. I think those are four good possible locations of a possible. And, and, then, and then what I think, and we'll get to, I, I left this one out on purpose. What I think is the favorite, and I think it's Oakland or this location is going to be the, the place where the A's play next. And it's, it has to be Las Vegas. The Raiders are already there, and I think a fan connection, you, you're going to naturally have a lot of Raiders and A's fans. So there's already that connection there. And you already have a AAA affiliate in Las, Las Vegas already. So you know what it's like to play baseball there. And it's simple. The most money out of any market available on the West Coast, because they're not going to move to Nashville, they're not going to move to Charlotte, it's, it's either Portland or Las Vegas for the Oakland Athletics. And Vegas is the clear choice. And I think 
it would not be shocked if we have the Vegas A's in the next couple of years. I think it's between Oakland and Vegas. I lean Oakland, but this is a city that was in this exact case and lost the team, the most iconic team in that city, really. You know, you had Golden State. This is the third team to really leave because Golden State went across the bay to basically to San Francisco with their stadium, but there's a lot of Oakland fans. It, I don't count that as much compared to the A's and the Raiders moving. And it's for being a – give what you say about stadiums and who should pay. Um, it's Oakland setting their ways, and they could lose another sports team ironically in the same stadium, which I loved how they had the mismatched stadium because the Raiders at the beginning of the year would be playing on a baseball diamond. Uh, back in the day, the Braves and the Falcons shared a stadium. This has been done um, countless of times. The Padres and the um, Chargers shared a stadium. So this has been done before, and or it was done, and now we'll see what happens. I think my gut is telling me they'll stay in Oakland. My head is telling me they'll be in Vegas. You got to hope that they stay in Oakland, at least. I mean, like you said, that this would be the, the third team to leave the city of Oakland after the, the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, the Warriors moved across the Bay to San Francisco, and like you said, they're not that far away, but they still left the city. So this would be the third professional team to leave the city of Oakland, and it would leave Oakland with no other professional teams. Oakland, the, the A's, are the last professional sports team in the city. So if they leave, they don't have any pro teams anymore. And that'd be a sad situation because, you know, I mean, they, they don't draw very high crowds like some other teams, other cities do. But, you know, they have a passionate fan base and you know that if they leave, a lot of people are going to be upset. So it's really you really feel for the fans in all of this because they're the ones that are getting screwed over the most. And I, I really do hope that the city will work it out with the team and they'll settle on this new ballpark. But. It is a $12 billion project, this this proposal. It's a mixed-use development. It's going to be the stadium, 3,000 units of affordable housing, office and retail space, a hotel, one or $12 billion for the whole project. The A's are going to fund $1 billion of it. So the rest of that's going to have to come from various other sources. A lot of money that the city is going to have to put up to build this new stadium. And I just don't see it happening. I really, really want the A's to stay in Oakland. I feel like they identify with that city well. I feel like the fans really like their team there. And they're the ones getting screwed over if they leave. So I really hope they stay in Oakland, but I don't see it happening. I don't know that they'll go to Las Vegas, though. I think Nashville is a really viable city for a baseball Matt, team. The problem is, but they're, they can't. They're not. They're not going to move a team from the west to the east. You're just not. You're going to add a team in Nashville. It makes no sense. Look at all the moves that teams have made. The only ones have been to go west to Los, Los Angeles. They've never been to go east. And it was the and it was the Chargers. Like, and you look at baseball, why, it doesn't make sense to put an ALS team in Nashville. It, it would work a lot better for Vegas. I don't know. I, I mean, it would, there would definitely have to be some kind of realignment if they, if they did move to Nashville. But I think that... I think I'll bet you a crisp twenty dollars that if if they move, I'll take Vegas. You take Nashville. I don't know if I want to take that. I don't know. I don't know. I am that how confident. confident. I'm feeling because Jeff Passan didn't even throw Nashville in there. He just said Vegas, and I, I'm gonna go with with uh, the man, 
Jeff Passan. Is Vegas week. like has Vegas shown us that it's a viable sports town with the the Golden yes. Knights and yeah. the Golden Knights? And the Raiders. So I, I I I will I will tell you this. I when I for my twenty first birthday I was in Vegas when they were starting their first playoff run, and at those games the town, it it became a Golden Knights town. You could feel the energy because. They love that team. And I the Raiders are the Raiders, man. They're gonna have a big fan base no matter what. Yes, this is a sport. This is Vegas has been a fight town, so you've had a travel destiny. It's it makes too sense, too much sense. And they already have a minor league affiliate there. So they know at least logistically how to kind of operate a team in the Las Vegas area. Yeah. It's a good point. I don't know. I just think Nashville is such a good, such a good baseball town. I think it really needs a team. I, I so this is so uh, if you want to go listen, we had a discussion on my you know my actual job, the Fast Lane with Ed Lane podcast feed to plug my other time I get to talk about sports and baseball. I think what's baseball is going to get two expansion teams. It's the same thing in the NBA. I think the deciding factor will be if they move to Vegas. Let's say the o, the A's move to Vegas, then Portland gets a team, and I think it's between Nashville and Charlotte. And we'll see what happens. I think Nashville will get it. That's I only see Nashville and Charlotte, an East Coast team, getting it through expansion or uh, Tampa moving, which could happen. I could see happening. Yeah. I mean, I think I think those those cities have to get a team eventually when expansion comes, and I think you know it's going to happen sooner than later. I don't know. I I really really hope the A's stay in Oakland, but I agree. But I bet you it's Vegas. I, I'm as long as it's open offer for you to agree. By the way, I'm willing to put twenty dollars on the line. Uh, by the way, so you know, talking about whether or not Las Vegas can be a viable sports town, and you mentioned that they have a AAA affiliate there. The Las Vegas Aviators led all of AAA baseball in attendance at Las Vegas Ballpark in 2019. So that's a good sign. How about that? And obviously, they probably get a new ballpark. Well, yeah, definitely. They're not, they're not going to play in a AAA ballpark. Or they'll upgrade that, which is not hard. So, Or, you know, they'll play in the, the Death Star. Honestly, Share Ale- stadium uh, with I the think Raiders it's Allegiant again. Stadium. The Allegiant Stadium, where the Raiders play, it it's the perfect stadium for the Raiders. It literally looks like the Death Star. Like, it's all blacked out. And it's it's I want to go there. I was going there when it was getting built, I'm pretty sure, two years ago. And uh, but it's uh, it's pretty impressive kind of feel. Vegas is a really fun town. We got to go one time, man. Valbar area takes Vegas. Bachelor party coming up? Are we heading there? <laughs> I don't think we're going there for for the bachelor party. That's a little no. I'm not I'm not uh, ready to spend that kind of money yet. Got to save up for the honeymoon. Hmm. All right. Uh, other news going on around Major League Baseball. One of these superstars around the league on the injured list again for the second time so far this season. Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week. He's on the injured list along with Jerickson Profar and Jorge Mateo. Tatis missed 10 days earlier this season due to a shoulder injury. Not off to a great start. He's batting 240 with a 315 on base percentage, 515 slugging percentage. He does have nine home runs and 14 RBIs though, but obviously not good when you have your star player out of the lineup and also not good when you have anyone testing positive for COVID-19. Obviously, we want to get rid of that as quickly as possible. So, uh, 
Yeah, and I know not to Tatis's level, but Glaber Torres test positive for COVID today. They're both out at least 10 days. I think that's the protocol if you're vaccinated. That's a big loss again for the Padres. I mean, to lose him again, he kind of exploded on that one series with the Dodgers, and it's been quiet really ever since uh, with all the hype surrounding him this coming into this season. And we'll see what happens. I think his rhythm's now been thrown off now twice this year. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how, how this season develops. I think the Padres are still doing pretty good without him, uh, surprisingly. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully he'll be able to make his way back into the lineup soon and, uh, you know, recover from COVID-19. Last we heard, he was asymptomatic, which seems to be the case with most of the players that are testing positive, but obviously wishing all the best for them. Uh, other big news from out on the West Coast, man, a West Coast heavy podcast this week. Um, we'll get back to the East kind Coast. Kind of old news at this point, but we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it yet. Future Hall of Famer, all-time great Albert Pujols was released by the Los Angeles Angels. Last week, he was in the final year of his contract, and, you know, I don't think anyone's really, I don't know, I think people were surprised, but they can see the reasoning behind this, because he's not the player that he used to be, and the Angels have a lot of other good players in this lineup, including Jared Walsh, who has pretty much taken Pujols' place at first base, so, you know, it's understandable that they would want to release him. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to find somewhere else for the rest of this season. Keep playing. He's he's so close to 700 home runs, but he's got to find another team willing to take a chance on him. It's going to be an American League team looking for a DH. Yeah, it's got to be. Would it's got to be. American League team looking for a DH, you would assume. Yeah, it, it's kind of tragic. I mean, this is probably going to go down one of the worst contracts in Major League Baseball history just because of, you know, Pujols was producing for the, for the A's, or the Angels, Excuse me, I'm getting my ALS teams mixed up early on. And then it just, the winning never came. And Mike Trout came in and the winning just never came with this franchise. And it's sad to see because Albert Pujols is a bona fide Hall of Famer and he'll he'll walk right into Cooperstown. And I hope he gets to the 700 mark. That'd be pretty cool to see. Speaking of future Hall of Famers, at least the way they're playing. Hello, welcome back, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, when we were supposed to record this, he was on a 12-game hitting streak, just mashing baseballs left and right. Still playing incredible of late. Judge is playing to that level. After the slow start, the Yankees are looking really good. And, I mean, they have, you know, Stanton looks like an MVP candidate. And another MVP candidate has to be Garrett Cole. I got an argument today about Garrett Cole being the best pitcher in baseball against some Mets fans arguing DeGrom. I think with DeGrom's injury, there's no one pitching better right now than Garrett Cole. The guy's thrown 77 strikeouts without giving up a walk. He has 78 strikeouts to three walks this year. That's pretty good. He's been incredible. He's, I mean, he's dominant. And and people got mad at me for arguing wins, and I will say the same thing here. I view Cole and, and DeGrom as 1A, 1B, and we need him. You need a tot. And Garrett Cole wins games. I don't care if that like he wins because big he has games. a great He's offense. Playing. I understand that, but like, when have we seen Jacob Degrom perform in the postseason? And I know he played for bad baseball teams, but like, it's just it gets to the point like, you know, you have to break a tie. <laughs> like, they're that good. So what if you what if you switch them? Put them put 
DeGrom on the Yankees and Cole on the Mets. I probably would argue Jacob DeGrom. I would. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm showing my bias a little bit, but like, you can't. All right. It's, be, you it's can't because say the Yankees, I'm, they have the offense to support a pitcher and help them win. You can also say this. When I say Jacob, if I say Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball, I'm not wrong. Like, I might not, you might not agree with me, but I, you can't say I'm wrong because he has a great argument. Yeah, he does. Him. He definitely does. I think, I think in baseball, there's two clear-cut, bona fide, the two best pitchers in baseball, and it's, it's Jacob DeGrom and it's Garrett Cole, and they're 1A, 1B. And, man, I can't wait for a Subway Series if they're pitching. That would be incredible. How about Corbin Burns, by the way, this year? He set the record today on uh, Thursday in his game for the most strikeouts to start the season without giving up a walk. 52 strikeouts and no walks. He ended up giving a walk later in the game, but now he's at 58 strikeouts on the season, and I believe uh, just the one... Uh, yeah, just the one walk. 58 strikeouts in one walk. Corbin Burns for the Milwaukee Brewers having a great start to the season, a 157 ERA. Just want to throw that out there. But yeah, Garrett Cole is a great pitcher, arguably the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Giancarlo Stanton back to playing well, and you love to see that because he's, you know, it's great for the game when you have a guy like Giancarlo Stanton playing well. Also at an MVP form right now is Ronald Acuna Jr., who hit his league-leading 12th home run of the season today in his 21st career leadoff home run that extends the franchise record that he already holds for the Atlanta Braves for career leadoff home runs. Ronald Acuna Jr. Did they win? No, they did not. He is the only one doing yeah. anything on this yeah. team. Yeah, and guess who betting on the Braves to win today? Yeah, I, I I don't bet on the Braves to win anymore because they're always going to let me down. They've like they have Ronald Acuna Jr. who is MVP candidate, home run leader, great all-around player. They have some other bats in the lineup that are starting to heat up, but their bullpen keeps losing games for them. Where's Freddie, <laughs> Where's Freddie Freeman? Yeah, he's too, struggling, man. It's rough to see. But you, you can't blame it on him. I mean, it's the bullpen. The bullpen is the Braves' issue so far, and they re-signed Shane Green, so that's good to see. But he's down in Gwinnett getting you know ready to start the season because he didn't get his spring training because he just signed with the Braves this week. So hopefully when he gets back, they'll start getting back to form in this bullpen and being able to close out games because – I think every game against the Blue Jays this series, they had a lead and blew it when the bullpen came in. And then they ended up getting swept by the Blue Jays. So not a good series by the Braves. It's it, This all falls on the bullpen. I don't know how many times I'm going to say bullpen in this little rant, but it's the bullpen's bullpen. fault. Ronald Cunha Jr. is the best player in the National League right now. He can do no wrong. The bullpen is blowing games for us. Man, it sucks to see because the you know the NL East is is shaping up to be maybe the it's best anybody's, race in baseball It's anybody's right division now. right now. So it, it's been fun to see, and yeah, I mean, you look at the you know the AL East. It, it's supposed to be that competitive of a division, and it, it looks like Boston's now starting to fall off, like we expected. They've lost three straight, and the two teams we expected to be the best too in Yan- the Yankees and the Blue Jays they've uh, they've gotten hot obviously the Yankees losing four nothing right now to Toronto but they finally finally won a series in St. Pete that felt good to say it it, it was a, a monkey off their shoulders but Boston probably going to hold on to a one game lead at least if they uh if they win tonight or they depends on their game tonight so they might have between a half game one and a half game lead going into tonight and uh you know, Chicago, 
The White Sox, a team we've been high on, hot of late winners of six straight, got the sweep of the Twins this week on, on a game today as we record this on Thursday. And as I'm moving to the NL East, I mean, four games separate from first to, you know, last. And Phillies, Mets, top two teams right now, and then Atlanta three games back. And I did not expect the Atlanta Braves to be under 500. And I did not expect the Dodgers to be 20 of 17. You're four and six in their last 10. This is a team that lost 17 games all of last season. What is going on with the Los Angeles Dodgers? World Series hangover? I mean, <laughs> I think so. I think uh, injuries have injuries hurt them a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think uh, I've seen some Dodger fans panic about this team, but I, I, I personally think they'll be fine. Um, the Giants, we talked about contenders, pretenders. They're still leading the division right now, so that's that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the middle of May. I still I still have faith <laughs> that the Braves are going to turn it around. The Dodgers are going to be fine. The Giants, I like seeing them in first place. I don't know how long they'll be able to stay there, but it's still too early to panic. Talk to me a month from now, middle of June. Then you can panic. If the Dodgers are still struggling then, then Dodgers fans can panic. If the Braves are still struggling then, then I'll be a little concerned. But it's the middle of May. There's still plenty of baseball left to be played. I completely agree with you, Matthew. Real quick, before we wrap things up, we'll do a little Commonwealth College baseball update. A couple of teams are looking at postseason contention this year around the state of Virginia. Virginia Tech swept Toledo this past weekend in Blacksburg. They're now 27-17 and 17 on the season. Currently, according to D1Baseball.com, the Hokies are projected as a three-seed in the Tucson region of the NCAA tournament. VCU swept St. Louis in four games last weekend. They are currently projected as a four-seed in the Knoxville region. Liberty, Trey's hometown team, currently 33-11 on the year, coming off a three-game sweep of Kennesaw State, and they are projected as a three-seed in the Knoxville region, so they'd be in the same region as VCU. And Old Dominion is 33-13 on the year, and they are projected as a two-seed in the Nashville region. So four teams from the Commonwealth currently projected to make the— Did you mention Liberty? Yeah, I did. Okay, I just want to be sure they are. They probably going to win the A Sun too, so they're they're pretty impressive. And hey, uh, as we record this today, Virginia Tech softball in the ACC semifinals, so that's going to be impressive. Keely Rochard pitched a a pretty phenomenal game today against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So it's uh, bats are a plenty in the Commonwealth. Plenty of teams that are uh, are in contention for some postseason play. It's uh, it's fun times here, and you know we got something special coming up on the podcast next week. Trey and I are both turning 24 within the next week. His birthday is actually tomorrow, Saturday, May 15th. So Trey is turning 24 tomorrow. Make sure to wish him a happy birthday. And then my birthday is coming up next Friday on the 21st. So in honor of us each turning 24, next week's podcast we will be ranking the best number 24s in Major League Baseball history. And I was doing a little bit of early research. It's going to be tough because there are a lot of good players that wore number 24. Yeah, yeah. when I when we like kind of thought of this idea, let me say I thought of this idea. because Yeah, you did. It was I'm your really idea. Bra- I'm, I'm really the brains behind this operation. Let's be know. clear. It was just Matt's idea at first. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> when you texted me a couple names, I was like, yeah, this is going to be kind of hard. I think my number one is definitely not going to be your number one just because of your perspective of things. I know for sure. And uh, any any fun plans you got yet for your birthday? I think we're just going to go to a, a game here at the Diamond, see the Richmond Flying Squirrels when they'll be back in town for their second homestand. Uh, I don't know 
what's going on tonight in their game as of Thursday night, but as of Wednesday night's game, they've won seven straight, tying a franchise record for a winning streak, and they're seven and one on the season. So pretty exciting stuff for the Squirrels. But Squirrels looking looking good, and that shows how good uh, you know the Giants minor yeah. league system is, and that that's a good thing for the first place NLS team right now to have a really good minor league system, which they'll need with a couple aging players on their roster. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's what we're gonna do next Friday. Head over to the Diamond, catch a game. What about you? Well, glad you asked. Uh, my girlfriend Courtney and I are going to head up to uh, Camden Yards to go see the Yankees destroy the Orioles because that's just basically what happens every time the Yankees play the Orioles. So my first Major League Baseball game since Derek Teeter played for the Yankees. So that's I've exciting. been to a uh, couple Squirrels games since then. And this is my first sporting event. I, I did the math as a fan since I went to a Kansas State-West Virginia football game in 2019 wow. so that 2000 so that's it's over a year since i've seen a i went to the nascar race recently as a media member but my first event as a fan so that's gonna be a lot of fun beers a plenty as i will not have to wear my mask um new well i think i'm va- i'm fully vaccinated and the cdc said i didn't have to so we can only hope maybe not but uh if you have to in time still mask up get your vaccine we're 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 at like the one in, you know it's like we're at the one yard line, folks, or we're at you know it's the bottom of the ninth, two outs. We got this. Get vaccinated. That's the best advice I can give as we wrap up the show. Um, excited for my birthday. Excited for your birthday, Matt. Um, it's always fun this time of year to celebrate together, even though we're over Zoom. Uh, but it, it will be uh, hopefully crossing paths in person soon. I think over Memorial Day weekend we. Will oh be- yeah. I'll be able to see you in person for the first time in a couple of months. So that'll be yeah, good. I suggested to Mariah that we do a live podcast while we're there, but then she pointed out with what what cell service and what internet because there is none. Well, well, we don't want to have to do a lot. Uh, my my grandparents may have internet, ah, so we, well, we could just record something. That too. Yeah, a little fun little beach video. Should be should be a good time. Um, well, uh, I think that's it for this. Uh, any final thoughts you have, Matt? Uh, I'm just excited to see Ronald Acuna Jr. keep mashing baseballs and keep the lead in the home runs. He's at 12 right his now. Quest, his quest for 40-40 continues as we uh, we'll be tweeting along. We'll follow along on our Twitter page at Foul Area. If you want to follow us specifically and give us your favorite number 24 in baseball, follow us on Twitter at Mackins21 at Trey Lyle. We love a rate and review wherever you get your podcast. That keeps us informed. Maybe if you leave us a question on there, we'll answer it during the podcast. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Share it with everyone. Share it with your mom, your dad, your your brother, your third step cousin, twice removed, whoever. Whoever loves the game of baseball, share it with them. We'd love to get more info and more input on how we can make this better. This is a community, folks. Thank you so much for listening for this week's as we finally got it done at the end of the week, a special Friday edition of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Matt Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Have a great weekend, folks. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.